Well, g'day everyone. Welcome to The Journey this week. My name's Jude Hennessy and we have finally reached Advent. The first Sunday of Advent is what we're celebrating this week. We've been talking about it for a number of weeks and we begin this journey to the birth of our Lord, Christmas Day, and Advent season is uh, just a great time of preparation for this wonderful, wonderful story of the Incarnation, long planned by God, the saving act of God. And so we're going to have a bit of an Advent flavour right over the course of the next few weeks, this time of preparation, prepare you the way of the Lord. And this week you're going to be hearing from some wonderful people. Um, We're going to be hearing from Darren McDowell, who's going to ask us, do we believe? Haven't heard from Darren for a while, and this is coming from his Advent Reflections that we've got in our Diocesan Advent Reflection book. I know many of our listeners have already accessed and tens of thousands of people around the country have got it's called Incarnate and it's a, it's a daily scriptural prayer guide leading us into uh, the, the birth of our Lord at Christmas Day. So we'll be hearing from Darren asking that question, do you believe? We're going to be hearing from uh, Father Sean Cullen who's going to talk to us about being spiritually alert and introducing the Advent season in that sort of a sense of cultivating an awareness of Christ. It'd be great from hearing from Father Sean. He's the, the parish priest down in area of Bowral, Mittagong. He's uh, much loved and does great work down there. Mother Hilda Scott, Wisdom from the Abbey. She's always got some wonderful things to say for us. Max Norton is going to be proclaiming the gospel for us in a second. It's the first gospel reading for the first Sunday of Advent in year A. Years A, B and C we have in our church seasons, our church liturgical calendar of readings. And it's from Matthew 24, 37 to 44. A really poignant reading of the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. It's going to be broken open for us by Father Chima Ofa. Preaching comes courtesy from Mass for You at Home, which airs on Southern Cross 10 and many other streaming services and YouTube, etc. Watched again by tens of thousands of people each week, filmed here in our diocese. And great to have Father Chima breaking open this gospel reflection for us this week. A whole lot of other stuff as well, including an interview that we've got from uh, the wonderful Mr. Doug Black, an interview we got with him at the Men Alive conference just uh, a few short weeks ago. And he wants to speak to us about supporting men spiritually when they're isolated. He's a great guy. Doug Vett has had a big conversion experience in the last few years, big contributor now to the work of Men Alive. You're going to love what he's got to say right at the end of the show. So lots to get through, as you can certainly hear from that little introduction. Probably too long an introduction. We better get into it. We're hearing from Father Chima and a bit of music too. Jordan Fellas and the song Jesus is coming back. And here's Max Norton proclaiming the gospel for us for the first Sunday in Advent. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy. So glad you joined us this week on The Journey. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to his disciples, As it was in Noah's day... So will it be when the Son of Man comes. For in those days before the flood, people were eating and drinking, taking wives, taking husbands, right up to the day Noah went into the ark, and they suspected nothing till the flood came and swept all away. It will be like this when the Son of Man comes. Then of two men in the fields, one is taken, one left. Of two women at the millstone grinding, one is taken, one left. So stay awake, because you do not know the day when your master is coming. You may be quite sure of this, that if the householder had known at what time of the night the burglar would come, he would have stayed awake and would not have allowed anyone to break through the wall of his house. 
Therefore, you too must stand ready, because the Son of Man is coming at an hour you do not expect. The Gospel of the Lord. And now, the Gospel Reflection with Father Chima Ofa. Some of the images that we associate with Advent are the wreath, the pink and purple candles. But what about a thief prowling outside your house, stealthy and silent? What about your most prized possessions disappearing while you sleep? These are strange images for Advent. And yet, these are the images the Gospel reading for the first Sunday of Advent gives us. A homeowner caught of God, the Son of Man coming at an hour we do not expect. There's no way around it. These images are disturbing, maybe terrifying. They don't jive with the Jesus we think we know. The Jesus Matthew describes in this apocalyptic passage is no respecter of boundaries. He is not invested in the status quo. The Jesus Matthew describes is a disruptor, an intruder. So here's a question for our new liturgical season. What should we do with a son of man who describes himself as a disruptor? How should we respond to a Jesus who shows up and takes things away from us, things we depend on, things we are very sure we can't live without? Often we pretend that Christianity will never require anything hard or costly of us. And yet, the message of Advent is... Stay awake. Keep watch. The call of the season is to recognize that we are not paying attention to things that really matter. The implication of the thief in the night analogy is that Jesus isn't going to come in the guises we expect. If we think we have Jesus all figured out, then we are in for an unpleasant surprise. If, on the other hand, we empty ourselves of all preconceived notions of God and train our hearts to expect the unexpected, then we will be able to receive the real Jesus with joy when he appears. But we can't make room for Jesus if we are already filled to the rafters. Some of these seeming valuables we cling to have become liabilities that need to be emptied, our apathy our fears, our self-righteousness, our unforgiveness. Whether we like it or not, the invitations Advent offers are hard-aged, but they are essential and they are life-giving. They help us to prepare for the birth that is almost at hand. They help us stay alert. They help us receive Jesus in all the shocking and scandalous ways he chooses to appear. You're listening to The Journey, music, interviews and wisdom for living life to the full. Have you ever thought that the one is kind of lost this way? As it seems, yeah, I know it's gonna be okay, okay. It doesn't scare me, it's temporary, there's something 
To the journey, music, interviews, and wisdom for living life to the full. Now, wisdom from the Abbey with Mother Hilda. A young woman came to see me recently. I know her well. She was visibly upset, and after a cuppa and the usual pleasantries, out came the heart-rending story. She'd met and fallen in love with a young man who, to all intents and purposes, looked like Mr. Wright. He said and did all the right things. He was a member of her local church community. He was much liked by her parents and she was welcomed with open arms by his family. He had a good job, was secure and most certainly upwardly mobile. They had a great deal in common in terms of values and aspirations. They took the relationship at a sensible pace and prided themselves on getting to know each other. Marriage seemed to be moving closer every day. The many friends they had in common rejoiced. And all round, you couldn't have found a happier story. Then it happened. They were at a joint venture with other people, and his phone rang. Without thinking, she picked it up, ready to tell the caller that she would get her boyfriend to ring them back. 
the caller revealed a horrible truth. This young man was leading more than a double life. He was living a particularly unhealthy life. It wasn't criminal, but it was psychiatrically dysfunctional. Her world fell apart. When she confronted him with it, he didn't deny it. Then she discovered that his family knew all about this and were hoping that her influence would change their son. The scales fell from her eyes and she saw what she should have been seeing all along. There was no future with this young man and yet she had grown to love him. In coming to me, I think she had hoped that I would perhaps endorse an unreal expectation and say, go ahead, love conquers all. But I couldn't. She knew, but didn't want to know, that life married to this young man would have condemned her to a life of misery. And yet she loved him and wanted him back. It was sad in the extreme. I hope she left me a little clearer, but I know she left me still hurting. I couldn't help but see a mirror image of God in all of this and wonder, who consoles him? He aches as my young friend does, but time and time again, despite our sinfulness, faults, waywardness, he simply recommits himself to us and takes us back. He knows very well that we're never really likely to change, and yet he still calls us his. Who consoles him? And how does one console God? I'm wondering. I offer you no answer, but I leave you with the question for this week. How will you console the heart of God? Well, thanks very much to Mother Hilda Scott there. Wisdom from the Abbey is her segment and a little piece that she entitled, But I Love Him. And in telling the story of a young woman in difficult circumstances, Mother Hilda just spoke about how she saw a mirror image of God in all of this wonder and God's consoling heart in the midst of that too. Thank you to Mother Hilda Scott. Thank you to Father Chima Ofa, who before the break gave us our gospel reflection for this week. Got some really, really good stuff to come from another priest after the break. It's Father Sean Cullen. He's the parish priest in a place called Barrel and Mittagong. And he's going to introduce us to some of the basics around Advent and being spiritually alert as we enter the Advent season. That's after the break. First up, though, here's some Christy Knuckles in the song Advent Hymn. Faith, Hope, Love and Life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you're on the journey. Christ, whose glory fills the skies, Christ, the everlasting light. The sun of righteousness arise and triumph for these shades of night. Come, thou long-awaited one, in the fullness of your love, and loose this heart. Bound up by shame And I will never be the same So here I'm waiting above you All my soul's longing through and through Day spring from on happy near And day star in 
On the journey, faith, hope, and love for life in all its fullness. Are you past the point of weary? Is your burden weighing heavy? Is it all too much to carry? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Do you feel that empty feeling? Cause shame's done all it's stealing, and you're desperate for some healing. Tell you about my Jesus. He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that he can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and his grace is free. And the good news is, I know that he can do for you.
Who would care that much about me? Let me tell you about my Jesus. Oh, He makes a way where there ain't no way. Rises up from an empty grave. Ain't no sinner that He can save. Let me tell you about my Jesus. His love is strong and His grace is true. And the good news is, I know that He can do it for you what He's done for me. Let me tell you about my Jesus. And let my Jesus change your life. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 During Advent, we're presenting some extra short reflections to help you dwell deeper in the spirit of the seasons of Advent and Christmas. In this reflection, Father Sean Cullen introduces the concept of Advent. The writers of the New Testament spoke not only of Christ who had come, but of the Christ who is coming. And Jesus spoke of his coming as a repeat of what happened in the days of Noah. In other words, People would not be expecting it, so would not be prepared. We are not to constantly be expecting the end of the world, but we are to properly understand His coming, to experience an Advent that will have meaning for our lives here and now. When do we least expect Jesus? Not in the past. We know that He actually came into the world. Not out there in the future, we believe that someday he will return to the earth. The time we least expect him is today. So we look for him not in the clouds, but on the streets, among people who need him. We look for him in the face of a child, in the home where parents are out of work or out of love, in the bed of a sick friend, in the person who is in trouble at work or at school or at home in the eyes of that person who is difficult to love. Advent is an invitation to become spiritually alert, not alarmed. It is the season where we cultivate an awareness of Christ, that he will train our eyes to see him, not just in the past or in the future, but now in many different ways every day. Let us pray. Lord, help us to understand your coming as a present reality. Amen. I hope you enjoyed that. That was Father Sean Cullen. Great to have him contributing to the show this week as we as we start our Advent journey. And he's asking us there, as he's very much at the heart of Advent, to cultivate an awareness of Christ. Not just in the past or, or in the future, but his presence with us in our daily routines. Wonderful. We also heard from the song by... And Wilson, My Jesus, and we've got one coming up for you now by one of my favourites, Amy Grant. I remember buying a, a vinyl album of Amy Grant when I was about 15, and Keith Green as well, and it just blew my mind. I loved it. Absolutely loved this stuff. I remember walking into a Christian bookshop in Endeavour Arcade in Caring Bar and just going, wow, how long has this stuff been here? And really, I've got to say, it was transformed by a lot of the Christian music I bought at that stage of my life. Really, really powerful stuff. 
So she's been around for a while, Amy Grant, and this is a song I need a silent night. After the break, we're going to be hearing from uh, from Darren McDowell. He's going to ask us, do you believe I can do this? Asking us, do we really believe that God can open the eyes of the blind and renew things, make things new? And that's taken from his contribution to the wonderful Advent program called Incarnate. That's after the break, and as we head towards the end of the show, you're going to be hearing from a great guy, Doug Black from Men Alive Australia. He does a lot of work, delivers a lot of content at their weekends, and has been transformed by the experience of Men Alive himself in his own faith journey, his own life journey. So still some good things to come as we move pretty speedily through the show this week. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and so glad you've joined us this week on The Journey.
Hope, love, and life. This is the journey. Now, the second in our Advent series, Darren McDowell's reflection on the scripture readings for Friday, the second of December. In both of this coming's Friday readings, Isaiah twenty nine seventeen to twenty four, and Matthew nine twenty seven to thirty one, there is a clear question: Do you believe that God can do this? Do we really believe that God can open the eyes of the blind, bring fruitfulness and fertility, bring down tyrants and those who scoff, destroy those who are disposed to do evil? I'm sure at times we are all left with doubts as we look out on our society. Wars continue to rage, injustice towards the poor and marginalised continues, domestic violence and addiction riddle our society. Personally, we may be suffering hardships, losses and setbacks in our own life journey. However, Jesus continues to ask the question, especially in our weakness, do you believe I can do this? Do you believe that I can bring healing, hope and new life to what seems insurmountable problems, difficulties and suffering? Our Gospel reading from Matthew provides a clue as to the steps we need to take in answering yes to Jesus' question. Firstly, the blind men turned to Jesus. They sought him out and desired to come into his presence. How often do we turn first to ourselves or one another rather than firstly turning to Jesus himself? Turning to him personally is always the first step turning towards Jesus with the desire for healing and new life. Secondly, they ask with confidence and trust, believing that indeed he did have the power to answer their request. As we approach celebrating the birth of Jesus, let us ask him to strengthen our faith and trust that indeed through him all things are possible. Let us ask for our deepest needs and desires, not just out of habit, but out of a trusting faith that says, Yes, Lord, you can do this. Lord, I place my trust in you. Thanks so much, Darren McDowell. used to work very closely with Darren as uh, a member of the Office of Renewal and Evangelization team in the Diocese of Wollongong, where I work. Wonderful guy, did great work in a whole lot of different areas, Office of Renewal and Evangelization was the area where he looked after parish renewal and a lot of adult faith formation. He's, uh, he's heading off to the seminary. He's doing studies and formation now for the priesthood and great to have him contributing to the show still. Coming up after the break, you're going to hear from Doug Black, an interview that Max Norden did with Doug while we were at the, uh, the Men Alive to the Max 22 conference just, uh, just last month. An invitation for anyone who's looking for a group to join. It's basically an online Bible study that you can do with Men Alive Australia. It's called Refuel. It's held via Zoom. Just go to the Men Alive website. It's every Tuesday at 7.30 p.m. It's got guys that split up into groups. They're from all over Australia and New Zealand. 
breaking open the daily readings, the scripture readings, and doing an Electio Divina-style exercise and a catch-up with other great men from, from around Australia and New Zealand. Great, great way to grow in faith, great way, way to be supported and prayed for by other men. Check it out at the Men Alive Australia website. A bit more music now. He's casting crowns, make room. It's featuring Matt Maher. And a great interview with Doug Black from Max Norton straight after the break. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy and we're getting near the end, but I'm so glad you've joined us this week on The Journey. A family hiding from the storm Found no place at the keeper's door It was for this a child was born To save a world so cold and hollow A sleeping town they did not know That lying in a manger low A savior king who had no home Has come to heal our sorrows Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? Shepherds counting sheep at night Do not fear the glory light Precious in His sight God has come to raise the lowly Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart For God to write His story? can come as you are, but it may set you apart, when you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for His glory, make room in your heart. Your dreams for his glory. 
together on the journey. Faith, hope and love for life in all its fullness. On the journey this weekend, we're talking more about the Men Alive movement. And I'm recording this at the National Gathering of Men Alive here in Sydney in uh, late 2022. And with me, I've got Doug Black, who's one of the Men Alive participants. So, Doug, tell me a little bit about yourself. Oh, thanks, Max. So, I'm um, from Moama, so I'm still in New South Wales. And then about 2014 or 15, I attended a Men Alive weekend in Ballarat. A dear friend of mine um, convinced, convinced me to go, and my life was changed. My life was changed forever. Okay, well, hopefully we're at the tail end of COVID. So tell me a bit about how COVID has impacted both on Men Alive and in particular maybe on the spirituality of men and all that isolation stuff that we've gone through. Yeah, so, you know, I think we've just sort of returned or we're returning out of that COVID sort of dilemma. We haven't really been given a chance to sort of think about it and debrief, and uh, it has had an enormous impact, obviously enormous impact on some of the churches and parishes. It certainly had direct impact on men alive. We just physically couldn't do weekends, and we couldn't do a weekend for well over two years, and that affected us as a team, and obviously, you know, we couldn't connect with, with guys out there. But the beautiful thing of how the spirit moves, so I in my work I've had to do a lot of zoom meetings etc etc and um, and uh, being aware that for some people it's you know quite an impersonal thing I started doing zoom with um, some of the guys in our local Echuca group and some of those guys were you know in their 70s and 80s um, and had no idea about technology but one of the other fellas Brendan helped them out with the technology and eventually we we decided to have that first meeting through zoom it was a bit of a shambles but we we got through it and and we connected and then from there on I said well when do you want to do the next one next week we're not doing anything you know so we um we met the following week and the following week and the following we we now still meet that um same group partially uh virtually so we attracted men from Melbourne three or four fellas from Melbourne one guy from Benalla some of the guys that couldn't make it from Echuca when they could get back together physically would still zoom in so and we would have on average 20 fellas meeting every single Saturday now and and the the bonding that's happened as a result of that has been a very positive thing. So we certainly had some positive things out of um, out of the COVID. But you know all the things that we sort of um, dealt with in that the the group consciousness where it was the vaccinated versus the unvaccinated, and you know you were put in a pigeonhole or the the healthy versus the diseased, and and uh, you know it just was a really difficult time. It was fed, of course, by the media, and um, and there was a lot of conspiracy theories. So it was a very difficult time to relate to each other. But in a small men's group like um, Men Alive, etc., you know people are real and and they've got the opportunity to sort of you know shed some of that baggage um and so it was a really positive thing um we also do a tuesday night refuel um session for men alive where we 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 share with each other we pray and we do a what we call soap um analysis or not analysis it's a way of um, finding how god speaks to you through the scripture and that's literally involves people all over australia and new zealand and that's on every tuesday Tuesday night and and that resulted out of COVID as well and it's still going today. All right, let's hope that COVID's now behind us. We can get back to uh, face to face meetings. 
Fantastic. Thanks, Max. G'day. I'm Murray from Kylo Vale in the Southern Highlands, New South Wales, and you're listening to Journey Catholic Radio. Doug mentioned that he's from Moamaratuka, so we thought we would clock in with him and see how things were going with the floods down there and how it affected him and the region. So how did you get on, Doug? Oh, thanks, Max. Um, no, well, the house remained dry after weeks of anxiety and waiting for flood levels to peak, but we lost a few paddocks, but the house itself stayed dry, which we were a lot luckier than you know, a lot of others in, in Moama, unfortunately, and in Chuka. How's the Murray flowing at the moment? Like, is it still really high or... Because Moama and Echuca has kind of gone off the media radar a bit. Yeah, it's um, it's still very, very high, and we're expecting it to rise slightly as well, but not back to the flood level. But there's a heck of a lot of water flowing down that river, that's for sure. All right, so let's talk about the men alive aspect of this. How's the flood affected the mental health of, of the guys that you would normally associate with through Men Alive, particularly the local blokes? Yeah, we've had in our local Echuca group, we've had people that have been directly affected and and even been cut off from their homes. Um, their homes have been you know directly affected as well. So, yeah, there's been a lot of angst, a lot of um, anxiety and some distress, certainly, you know, because we, if it's not us directly, it's family or friends, people in, in neighbouring areas like Rochester and that sort of thing that have been affected. So, yeah, it's been a heavy session. I presume you've used the opportunity with your uh, refuel sessions to um, let the guys talk this out? Yeah, so Refuel is a, a national gathering every week that we run and we get blokes from all over Australia and, and New Zealand as well. And and some of those, well, with the floods, it's, gosh, it's affected so much of the country. Some of those guys have been affected as well. And so Refuel gives them an opportunity to sort of dump some of that stuff in amongst the group and be supported and prayed for. Fantastic. So anyone who's um, experiencing difficulties in any of the areas that are flooding, if they'd like to tap into Men Alive's refuel session, so that I think is a Tuesday night, is it? Is that correct? How would they go about doing it? Yeah, it's a Tuesday night, 7.30 Melbourne time, Sydney time. We'll take them whether they're wet or dry, Max, and um, and they can just go to the Men Alive website and they'll find a spot there that we're, we're actually, we'll have completed um, well and truly by the time this goes to air. And so they can just go look for refuel, refuel, and, um, and then they can just click a link there and they'll be put onto the weekly email invite list. We're very, very happy to have them. They'll be very warmly welcomed, whether they're wet or dry, yeah. I heard a whisper too that um, you've moved into breeding swans. Yes. So we've uh, we've got a sheep paddock that normally I'm used to sort of driving past and looking at sheep. Now we see no sheep unless they can swim and they've got goggles and flippers. But um, we've got uh, swans now. We've we've got um, a couple of swans with five signets. So we're, we've moved into swan farming, Max. <laughs> All right. Fantastic news. And thanks for joining us again on the journey. Good on you, Max. It's, it's a great thing that you do. Love to be a part of it. Long-awaited, precious promise, Son of God and Son of Man. Heaven's glory in a manger has come to us in Bethlehem. Oh. 
Thanks so much to Doug there. Really good to hear about the impact of, of Men Alive and his his life and, and how he's now involved in that and also to get a few insights of how he's been impacted by the extensive Murray-Darling Basin floods and he lives right on the river there. He usually sits down there on the river with the men that he's involved in, in with Men Alive as they come together weekly in, in praying and breaking open the scriptures and, and supporting each other. I've seen photos of that place, that jetty that he's got there. And interesting to hear how he's been impacted and just as so many people have. Let's let's pray for all those people that have been impacted. I've heard of plenty of friends and friends of friends who've lost whole crops in many regions of western New South Wales. So a lot of support is required by the community and good people supporting people that are really being impacted by these flood events. Hope you've enjoyed today's show. Love bringing it to you. Great to hear from not only Doug, Doug Black, but Darren McDowell, Father Sean Cullen, Mother Hilda Scott, of course, and, and Father Chimarofa right at the, the start of the show. He's from the Broken Bay Diocese. Thanks to everyone who's contributed to the show, as I said, to Max Norden, who puts it together each and every week. He does a great job compiling all of this great content for the show. Hope you've enjoyed it. Don't forget you can go to jcr.org.au, and there you can sign up for the show, get it sent to you as a podcast. You can listen in by one of the many, many radio stations right around Australia that take the show each and every week. We uh, we provide it to them for nothing, and we, we hope that it's blessing you. We hope that it's blessing them and contributing to the wonderful thing that is Christian Radio. What, a, what an amazing network. What a hope-filled, rich gift it is to our country. And so uh, thank you to all of our partnering radio stations. And next week we head into week two of Advent. The year is flying by, and Christmas will be upon us at no time. But Really encourage you to take the time each and every day just to break open the Word of God as we journey into Christmas. Faith, hope, love and life. My name's Jude Hennessy, and you've been on The Journey. The Journey is presented by Jude Hennessy and produced by Max Norton from the Office of the Bishop in the Catholic Diocese of Wollongong.